Hey friends, welcome to Becoming a Unicorn with Mrs. B. That's me. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been an extremely long time coming and I'm so excited about the topics that we will discuss and unpack and we're going to be collectively getting our own stuff together. All right, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to Becoming a Unicorn with Mrs. B. This episode is also a very special episode, as all of our episodes are. Um, We're going to talk about deeming your light to fit into rooms that you were never actually meant to fit in, Um, which is why we entitled this episode Shine, Baby Shine. So... I want to just go ahead and jump into it because I feel like, one, the notion of dimming your light is sometimes, I guess, misinterpreted as mm-hmm. uh, code twitching. Because I think for sure that everything, every aspect of you or every version of yourself is not for everybody. So right. there's one thing in adjusting to whatever space you are in. And there's another thing about just totally dimming your light just to be in that space because it feels comfortable to you. And I know I have definitely been guilty of that. Like just being in spaces like, yeah, you know, these people, they don't want the same things I want. They don't see their, you know, certain vision of their lives. I just want to be here because it's comfortable and these are people that, you know, have been in my life for all of my life. Um, And then also in terms of just being in corporate America, like where, you know, they hire you for a particular job or, you know, a function. And of course, we're highly... (laughs) highly functioning professionals. So we're always looking for ways to do something better or streamline a process or just be better at our jobs. So, and- Right, trying to work smarter, not harder. Exactly, but in my earlier career, honey, I would literally sit on my hands and be like, I know it's a better way to do this and I know how to do this, but I'm not gonna gonna say that because I don't wanna ruffle any feathers. Or I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, trying to step on somebody's toes. Because technically, that's not my job. Um, you know, especially early in my career where it's like, I have an admin. I'm an admin. I'm somebody's receptionist. Like, I'm not really supposed to be thinking that hard. So it's like, right. and that was like a detriment to me because people saw me as, you know, the girl that you would assign things to because you know she would get it done. Um, right. So people take advantage of that when you know you're dimming your light. You don't seem as confident. You're not exuding that confidence. So people, yeah, people are gonna try you. <laughs> they are definitely gonna try you. So in those aspects, like in my professional career, definitely dim my light. Um, I would say year right out of college, like right when I started in my career, career like maybe I would say 2012 uh, to about, I don't think I found my voice or started showing up as my whole self. 
until like 2016. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's what, like four years, four years at the game of like being in corporate America. Right. I think that's a to like really get your footing and be like, okay, I'm I'm talking about whatever, whenever, because right. y'all pay me to be here and I'm tired of being quiet. <laughs> right. And then sometimes it's a matter, hey Dage, welcome. <laughs> I think she's like Hey girl, hey. But um I think, you know, it was a matter of sometimes you be in spaces and you don't necessarily think you deserve to be in that space too because girl, girl. Listen, let's talk about that imposter. I that's think we need the a real, yeah. That's <laughs> that. That's the real tea. I think that's the real tea behind all of it is that worthiness factor. Like I wasn't supposed to. I kind of finessed y'all. I wasn't supposed to be here for real. And and it's like I don't want to say anything because what if they what if they catch me? And you know that's part of um, what's it called? Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When you reach a certain level and it's, and you feel like a fraud, like you feel like you're not supposed to be in the room and everybody else is waiting on you to shine the light that you shined in all your interviews. Right. And you're <laughs> sitting around the table like, no, uh, uh, I'm rush, I don't think. I don't want to ruffle these people. Uh, uh, I'm going to just take my back dog. here. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to just earn my keep back here shuffling these papers. And um, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Like, I'm not doing nothing, saying nothing. That is a word, baby. Hey, y'all. Hey, Dave. I I finally made it in. Audio issues earlier. Girl, I'm having all kinds of issues over here today. I don't know. (laughs) The devil is busy today, okay? okay. (laughs) I try to be flexible because I be needing y'all to be flexible with me. And the whole time I was on the Google Meet link and it's not even on Google Meet. Why did it even populate a Google Meet link? Yes, girl, it's two links in there. So I just clicked the first one I saw. I'm so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) It's your fault. You actually had a really good spot because we were talking about, we were just jumping into like how we have um, in the past, like dim my light to fit in certain situations. Like, Say for instance, I was just talking about like from I would say from year twelve to like sixteen in my professional career, mm-hmm. I wanted I I tried to make myself small to fit in spaces because I felt like I was gonna ruffle some feathers. Like these people hired you, but are you really supposed to be it? right? <laughs> <laughs> and Marissa was just saying like we basically we go in and we feel like. I kind of finagled you on this resume mm-hmm. and during this interview, so I'm not. Right. I don't feel like I'm worthy. Yeah, <laughs> right. to be here right now, yeah. But literally, the people and oftentimes these people see you as worthy, but you mm-hmm. don't show up in this space. So then they just they they like well, maybe, any kind of way, yeah. Or maybe you know, <laughs> and then they start second guessing your ability. Mm-hmm. Your light so much, and they start challenging you too. Child, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like um, I think the hardest part in just being in a room where you feel like you have to make yourself smaller, um, because in some spaces that's like your 
your relationships, like your friendships. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you've gotten to this level or you've gotten, you know, to yeah. a career level or even, even the fact that you may be like happily married with kids or whatever. Like there's different levels for people just in your, just evolving as a person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes your friends get left behind. <laughs> They got to get left behind, baby, because I'm moving forward. I'm sorry. Left behind, like, child, this is Yeah, no, that's real. (laughs) I didn't think about it on that level, like, relationships, friendships, too, right? Because there has been some times I've been, you know, in friendships, and we were just on different levels. Right. Not saying that one level was higher than the other, but as an entrepreneur, I'm going to have a entrepreneur mindset. I'm going to have a business mindset. I'm not going to have a mindset where, you know, I, I'm a stay at home mom and my husband works. Right. right. It's different. And so to your point, I did have to shrink myself because I felt bad. I felt guilty for not trying to fit on her level and kind of meet her where she is. But then I had to realize like, I don't need to shrink myself or anybody else we're just on two different levels and I had to learn that I had to respect that um and find space for it right because if you don't find space for it then it's no need to have it a part of your life um so I had to adjust um in that friendship and it's been working out really good <laughs> that's good I think that's good. for real because Marissa I think that's another thing it's like when you're in those relationships where you don't have to like you know, there's value in wherever your journey, wherever you are in your journey. Um, but in those friendships where you feel like you have to, you gotta have to, you know, have a, a, a moment to be like, is this friendship serving me? Why am I, I feel like I need to do this to make her comfortable or am I, am I just projecting that? Exactly, right. exactly. Because, okay, so you talk about work, but when you, a lot of times, I know, well, I'm going to just speak for me. I had to make the decision to show up at work first so because mm-hmm. it was like, when I would say little things, people would look at me like, how how she knows so much? And mm-hmm. I'd be looking back like, I don't know, but I'm going to just say it. <laughs> you guys seem like you're feeling it, okay? So I'm going to just go with it. But, um, but of course, how you do one to show up at work, then that translates into your relationships and friendships. And going back to what um, Kendra just mentioned, you realize that you were probably in relationship, relationships and friendships that you had no business being in in the first place because you never showed up as yourself. You showed up as what was needed to fill whatever space they had, you know, whether it was Ooh, child, you know, that's the word. Girl. Saying, like whether or not they were the cool girls and you you felt like okay, I want to be with them, or they were the smart girls and I want to be with them. But really, you could have sat in all of those circles. You just had to understand that you weren't gonna be a perfect fit in any of them. So you never really belonged. You never really fit in because you were much bigger than that, you know? So, and when you make that realization, it's not so much that you're like, oh, well, I'm leaving friends behind. It's more so 
it was a pleasure to have me around when you had me. But now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be in a space where I understand the people going to come to me that are supposed to come to me, but I can't go searching for anything. Like I can't, you know, I can't be the person that's like, oh, she seems cool. I want to be friends with her. Like, no, I can't do that because I'm, I'm making that decision from, you know, whatever limited space I have just in my mental. Whereas when you have a particular, you know, magic around you as a unicorn, you need to allow those people to, you know, um, what's the word? You have to allow gravitate you to that magnet. To you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And allow those people to gravitate to you and just realize that that's probably going to be lonely more so than anything else until you get your tribe but uh, I feel like I went off on a tangent no because you made a really good point Marissa sometimes you even like have relationships with these people because you're trauma bonded girl girl <laughs> girl, today? girl it was really just we were enmeshed because we didn't know, you know, we both suffer um, self-sabotaging behaviors. Mm-hmm. So we bonded because we both did stupid self-sabotaging things <laughs> that we could laugh at together. And that was comfortable for us. And we called it a friendship or, you know, we, you know, just rejection, afraid of rejection. So we, we realized that we were two people who would always accept one another. So, you know, we didn't have to you know, allow ourselves to be called to the carpet for anything. We didn't have to take accountability for anything. And we called it a friendship. But once you grow up out of that, you realize, yeah, these conversations don't be about nothing. Listen. If we ain't talking about somebody, we ain't talking about nothing. Sis, you on fire. <laughs> yes. You on fire. That's why everybody can't go with you. <laughs> That's why everybody can't go. It ain't safe. Mm-hmm. It ain't safe. Yes, girl, so Dave, from like a clinical perspective, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that show up like the whole trauma bonding, mm-hmm. like kind of making yourself smaller mm-hmm. to fit in wherever the, you know, whether that's in school or your job or mm-hmm. friendships, relationships, like how does that kind of show itself up? It actually shows up um, in a way of codependency. Mm-hmm. So when you're in these dysfunctional relationships, you know, where one person is kind of like the caretaker and the other person takes advantage of that, that person is, there's an imbalance because you're enabling the other person's addiction, immaturity, irresponsibility. And so what I've seen is that oftentimes when, when your head and your heart is not in alignment, whether that's at work, whether that's in your friendships, whether that's in your relationships, it becomes toxic. And so you have one person that shrinks and the other person that that seems to be thriving and doing well. But all this time, I've been like supporting your bad habits. I've been supporting all the things that did not serve me because I was guilty or I felt bad in this relationship. So I I shrunk myself to satisfy and appease you so that you didn't feel bad, right? So I see that in a lot of friendships and couples and relationships as codependency. And then you also hear like the trauma from the past that they have like endured and a lot of times like um 
Mars said. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I can't see your face. I'm sorry. Like you said, like those people are not. I had to get to a place where I had to realize that if you're not serving me, then what's my point? What's my purpose? Right? Like if I'm always pouring into you and you're not pouring back into me, then I'm just like pointless at this point. And I think. In relationships, friendships, work, you also have to look at that at work too, right? Like if work is not filling you up and work is not, you know, meeting your needs, you got to adjust. Same way in relationships, you got to adjust. You have to shift. That's um, it. So yeah, it was nice knowing you. This was great. It was a fun ride. <laughs> right. But now it's time It's time for me absolutely. to get off. Because this is a, a merry-go-round. Exactly. And I'm trying to exactly. yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And I think it takes a moment of when you start to get in tune with yourself and you start to work on your own personal development, then you're able to kind of see it. You're able to see the patterns and people around you who really care about you can also see the behavior, you know? So when they call you out on it, you may be naive or in denial initially like I was, (laughs) Um, but later on, when you start to do the work for yourself, you start to see it. You start to see yeah, I am codependent in this relationship or I am codependent at this job, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so. Listen, we have all been there. I've been there in terms of being in a job. (laughs) Um, Friendships, relationships, like I have definitely been there. And the crazy part is when you have all this, like, I guess, clarity when it comes to what your expectations expectations are of relationships or any kind of relationships marriages partnerships business like you have this expectation and you're able to say no this this is this is my expectation for what this relationship looks like and if you're not able to meet me on that then that's a problem and then that means that I'm not going to allow myself to basically adapt to you and mm-hmm. go through the uh-huh. trauma bonding type of thing again i'm not going to do that because uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> then you start whether you want to go or you don't because you start to like depend on others to make you feel worthy and that's not Listen. a good place to be. it's not that's a good place dangerous. To be. it is dangerous yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous when you allow people to tell you um, what your value is and what your purpose is. And when you allow that to come from outside um, forces, yeah, Mm -hmm. that'll place, you'll never win. Even when you feel like you're winning, you'll never win. And like you said, it's a Mm merry-go-round because you're not going anywhere. It just feels like it. So the, the, the question that I had is in terms of what do you do to be intentional about showing up as your whole self, not dimming your light, um, being true to who you are in whatever space there is, not saying that you have to be the same way all the time. Because like I said at the start of you know the episode, every version of yourself is not meant for everybody and some people can call it fake and cold twitching and everything else but that's just that's the way that I create my boundaries so my my sister girl that I like to go shopping with may not be the sister girl that 
I want to go to church with versus, you know, you just, you show up in different spaces. So it's just like, how do you be intentional about just showing up in your highest self, no matter how uncomfortable that may be, how scary that may be, and especially at work where you're like, I know this crap can be done a better way. And I don't know why I'm allowing (laughs) y'all to drag me through this process when I know how to, you know, resolve this, but I'm scared because I don't want it to fail or I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, she speaks or, oh, (laughs) right. (laughs) She knows a little bit about something. Right. (laughs) How do you, how how do you show up? (laughs) I just, um, personally, I had to make the decision to just show up because I got to the place where because I felt like being who I was in my fullness um, didn't necessarily match the environments I was in at the moment. I just disappeared from the environments. So now I've had to make the decision to show up but before I show up, there's an, there's an agreement that has to um, happen between, you know, me and myself. You know, um, when we walk into this room, what do we know to expect? Okay. How are we going to respond? And who are we while we're here? Make that decision, like you said. I see. You know, everything ain't for everybody. So who am I? Who am I going to be when I walk into this room, and hold myself to it? And you have to take that slow because when you get around, you know, familiar places, familiar people, you some. If you're not careful, you'll go back to those familiar behaviors and patterns. But you just have to be firm. Like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be while I'm here, and that's that you know, no swaying on it. And then maybe as you grow in the process, I haven't gotten there yet, but maybe as you grow, you can turn it on and off and you can do it with different groups of people. But right now I personally have to be very protective. So I just, I can only go to spaces where my full self is completely safe. And I Mm -hmm. just make up my mind who I'm going to be from start to finish while I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. yes I love that because that just yeah. shows you, you you've already said okay this is who I'm gonna be no matter what I don't mm-hmm. care if this makes somebody else uncomfortable I right don't it's none of my business that's not that, that right I'm not gonna make myself uncomfortable like I'm not gonna do that because you know what is it's not even discomfort it's a betrayal yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go to in yourself. there and you yeah, that's self-betrayal. And mm-hmm. I've had to live with that. And that that ain't no easy thing to get over. Listen, you know, that's worse so you, than that's worse than you showing up in the like in the, you know, we talked about like blowing up in situations or you know, mm-hmm. things that you can't kind of adjust from or mm-hmm. survive. Um mm-hmm. but then it's just crazy. It's like my that's a good segue because my question another question is when you get to that space where you're being super cognizant of who I want to be this is things that are non-negotiables like you are true to who you are but then you got people who remember you as your old self yeah. <laughs> yes lord they do 
And they gonna, they gonna let you know. And the they will remind sharper. you. It's like yeah. the memory gets sharper as you grow and you evolve. They remember things that you don't remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, really? I did that? I said that? Yeah, girl, you don't remember? You no, I don't. I don't. I don't remember, but thank you for reminding me. Exactly. <laughs> it's a but, game. Like, how do you even, like, because I've, I've had relationships, like, had to look at the demise of relationships because people only knew as past kindred. It's like, no, I'm I'm a new I have creature. grown. Like I have. God says I'm a new creature. So exactly. how can you understand this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, like. And one way that I that helped me was self-affirming myself before I go into those spaces. Mm-hmm. Because if I know from past experience that I'm in a situation or an environment where you're going to remind me of my past, mm-hmm. and you know that I've done the work and I've grown. I affirm myself first. So I get me together. I get me in check at the door mm-hmm. because I have to be, my head and my heart has to be so in alignment that I don't go back to that person mm-hmm. when I when I do go into this room. Oh yeah. I sit down at this round table with people who don't look like me, right? So <laughs> I have to self-affirm myself every single day. Not even just when I'm going into, you know, work environments or like, friendship gatherings just every day in general because you're going to always encounter somebody someone who might take you back <laughs> so right. you have to affirm yourself and make sure your head and your heart is in alignment so that's what I've been working on still working on it <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just preaching to myself I don't I don't know about, you, about the listeners I'm preaching <laughs> <laughs> Because this is an everyday battle. Um, sometimes I do a whole bunch of positive affirmations. Like I constantly try to make sure that I'm pouring into myself, right. even if you know, I'm not in a space to receive it from somebody else in that moment. It's like constantly just, you know, you are enough. Mm-hmm. You know, they may be wrapped up on your your old self, but that's not who right. you are. Anymore. Right. Like, you can't allow to take you and bring you back to those characteristics of who you were mm-hmm. 10 years ago mm-hmm. because you've done all the work. And then you get mad with yourself because you're like, listen, I've done hey, all this work. What, what am I trying to prove? Like, what am I? Right. Exactly, exactly. Listen, I, I feel like that, um, Marissa, you made a really good point too. It's important that you also have your tribe in these instances. Mm-hmm. A space, your tribe is you can show up as your full self, yeah. ratchet, and mm-hmm. whatever. Ratchet, you can be holy, you can twerk, mm-hmm. you can pray, you can meditate, all of those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that's all, all within the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, and I think that's a that's a good in terms of and they you say affirmations of course your mind your strongest tool mm-hmm. if you can overcome that then you can pretty much conquer the world absolutely but then the the, the other thing is the tribe and I think mm-hmm. another thing and I would say this to people who are you know and it doesn't matter who you serve whether that's God Jehovah Muhammad whoever. 
I think it's also important that you believe in something larger than you. Mm -hmm. So that means just having faith that there's a larger picture, whether you're praying to God or whoever. Um, just believing that that that's that's what faith really is. It's showing. It's basically believing in something that you can't see. And I think a big version of just being your full self and knowing what you know and what you know and who you are. That's a big part of just being true to yourself and knowing that you know I answer to this higher power, or God is my provider, or God is the plug. <laughs> um, right. Like the real plug. Like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think that that like it's like a it's definitely an inside job to just show up as your full self. But all of those things have to fit together. You have to, you know, your mind has to be strong and reaffirming yourself. And then you have also have to have a tribe and you also have to have faith. Those are like <laughs> the secret sauce for being your full self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a level of intentionality because you have to ask yourself those hard questions. Is this right. relationship or is this space or this environment serving you? Mm-hmm. If it's yeah. not, if you want to be, if you want to stay stagnant and you want to stay the same, then stay in that space and continue mm-hmm. your life. But I promise you, <laughs> after you do that for so long, honey, Mm-hmm. you're liable to pop sometimes it's not going to be a good pop don't show up in a violent area and violent, like <laughs> you want to take care of your mental health you don't want to just push things right. down or push your full self down because then 20 years later you look in the mirror you don't even know who you are mm-hmm. right <laughs> and like I think your tribe also holds you accountable yeah right like Obviously, we're going to hold ourselves accountable, but they may see some patterns that we can't see because we're we're in it every day. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why it's important to have a good, safe tribe, because, you know, they're going to hold you accountable. Yeah, they see something they're like, Mm-mm, that ain't right. They're like, I don't, I don't know why she acting like this right now. Something's going on. Right. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> And that's from the eye, from the outside perspective. You wouldn't catch that if you're always operating in your daily habits, right? Mm-hmm. That's the point of your village and your tribe to hold you accountable. To right? to be your full self. To be to help that's you continue it. to be your full self. That's it. Because happiness mm-hmm. is an inside job. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're held accountable to be your full self, like I'm coming to you like sis, like that's not big boss energy. <laughs> right i thought you were working on that exactly. I, I thought we had a conversation about that you were doing exactly. something a little different exactly yeah you need somebody to say that to you mm-hmm. for sure so I, sometimes you need a reminder listen yeah. you need constant reminders <laughs> whether that's your therapist or your yes. friend or your everyday affirmations whatever that looks like you know whatever it is that you need to do however do not make yourself smaller for anything anybody or any situation Mm -hmm. no matter how you're like oh i just love this person so much eventually love won't be enough (laughs) right and is it love if you can't show up as your full self come on now come on now (laughs) 
Okay, the doors of the church are open. <laughs> All the way open, okay. Exactly. Like, um, I don't, I, Iyanla said something that stuck with me. She said, when you pour from an empty cup, you make the other person a thief. So hmm. I think when you make yourself small and then you allow people to build a relationship with that smaller version of you, you, you make them, you make them sort of a thief because they're taking things from you that you don't have to give. And they are forming relationships with somebody who really doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to them either because, you know, people can only love on the person that shows up and if you consistently show up you know as a splendor version when you really (laughs) you know a hundred percent sugar cane out here like (laughs) that's not fair that that raw cocaine (laughs) raw you a whole brick and you just showing up as baking soda that is not okay you know that's not okay and then when you finally tap into your full potential and you finally get what you need see they, they looking at you crazy exactly exactly like, and you can't be upset i just wish that i could send audio to my 20 year old kendra girl <laughs> i just wish that she could hear it girl. <laughs> but yeah you can be like i ain't living right what is going on what is this you can't even be upset when they looking crazy at you because you told them people that that's who you was all those years you knew knew that's not who you were but I mean when you know better do better it is what it is but listen when you know better you do better and I think that's actually that that's 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 the biggest like but do you really do better though when you know better? You're supposed to because you but know what? Really? No, you're supposed to. You know what? Because I'm Kendra brought up God, so I'm gonna keep it, you know, with God. What's up, Tito? Oh, you can do <laughs> Hey Tito, wait, you said Tito and God. <laughs> well, Tito showed up to the party, but I have you had brought God earlier. So uh <laughs> So, but I was going to say, well, you know better, you have to do better because the Bible says God only takes care of fools and babies. So once you know, then you are susceptible to whatever consequence consequence comes with that chosen behavior. So mm-hmm. you can play them if you want. Just don't be wondering why nothing ain't working out for you. Listen. <laughs> I this think. is preaching today, okay? Sis is on her, sis is on the pulpit right now. <laughs> and she has snatched all of my edges. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we didn't we we don't open the doors of church. Go ahead, pass around the communion plate. Just, I think we just need to go pass around the communion plate yes, at this We point. do. It's just like, oh, because we can get on a whole like first off, once people back this onion baby <laughs> yeah and see that's the thing we might mess around and give y'all two hours but we're not gonna do that <laughs> for our next episode we like but the we mystery really, right we want the build up yes like and i've been thinking about something that i want to do in terms of the episodes where 
I'll leave you with a question to ponder. Mm. Um, and my question to the viewers are, how are you deeming yourself or making yourself smaller in whatever spaces that you are existing now? I know it's coronavirus. How are you doing that? Like, and how can you be more intentional about showing up as your full self? Whether that's, you know, churchy, you know, the free spirit, the hood rat, the fashionista, whoever, whoever you want to be, <laughs> you got to decide to be like, Marissa said, take a moment and say, this is who I want to be right now or two years from now or five years from now. But when you determine that you want to be that, there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. There's no turning back. It's like, this is, this is what I want to do. And the faster that you can trick your brain to cooperate. <laughs> yeah, the faster you get there. The faster, the faster you get there and can stay there. Mm -hmm. I know it's a journey. <laughs> it is a journey. So, but that is pretty much it in terms of this episode. Uh, we're going to have so many things for you guys in 2021. We're also going to do a year in review episode that I'm super excited about because this year was a shit show, but it was also a good, it, yeah, it was a lot that happened this year. Yeah. And I just want to go through that <laughs> and recap things in terms of, you know, who we are. Because I feel like I'm a different person than uh -huh. January 2020. And it's December 2020 now. So I hope that that is also the case with all of you because if you are not evolving, then you might get left behind. And that's it. Thank you guys. That's another episode of Becoming a Unicorn with Mrs. B. Stay tuned.